What's up, guys? This is the Board Certified Gaming Podcast, the video game podcast that's dead last on the charts, but number one in all of our hearts. I'm still Andy. Amar's here again. Are we really dead last? Uh, we probably might as well be. I mean, what category are we really old on? We're, we're in a bunch. We're in a leisure, I think, because that's where video games Let's are. Let's check the charts. You never know. I, we're not. We're not high at all. <laughs> but you guys can change that. So today we are going to discuss E3, the our favorite video game con- uh, conference, expo, show, presentation, whatever you want to call it. E3 stands for Electronic Entertainment Expo, which I did not know until a couple of years after I started watching E3. I was really worried you were going to say that you just learned that. Like no, I did not ago. learn that today. I had no idea what the three E's were. I just called it E3, so did everybody else. And I'm like, that's the video game thing. So that's what I called it. But with the pandemic that is currently sweeping the world right now, which we hope everybody's staying safe, staying inside, staying healthy, stay playing video games, like it's a good time to have video games around. That's kind of putting the kibosh on everything and canceling or postponing most major events. And a giant conference, expo, whatever you want to call it, like E3, is not immune to that. They are 100% getting... Yeah, shit's shit's canned this year. Yeah, they are done. Meaning there are still going to be online presentations, shows, whatever, but it's not going to be this giant convention center in San Diego? That's Comic-Con. LA. That's Comic-Con. I think it's it's normally... It's in LA. San Diego is Comic-Con. Yeah, it's in... I always forget where, It's in Southern California is the... It's in a place with a lot of people. Yes, and it's very expensive, which we will get into later. But so now it's really going to be a barren summer for giant because we prepare for this every year. It's like, oh, E3 is coming up. Got to make sure to have the streams ready. You and I have been trying to go just because it's a thing to do. There's a tons of if you don't know what it is, it's a bunch of demos. It's a bunch of game companies and publishers getting together to basically show everybody their stuff and say, this is what's coming out, this is what we have, this is what you can try, here's some news, here's some hands-on stuff, here's all these highfalutin people in the company who are basically going to tell you kind of a state of the union of their company, how they're doing. It's but, a, but it's, it's not, an enthusiast convention yes, is what it is. Which is not one of the It's like easy. Comic-Con, but for video games. Pretty much. Comics and cons. Pretty much. So this year, we're not going to get one. It's going to be kind of a diluted, all digital version. And that's the first social time in like twenty plus word. year history. I think. Yes, it has been going for a while, but now they're going to see what one, what a year is like without E three. But all these companies and these publishers, they might be breathing a sigh of relief this time around, just because it's they get to see what happens to their numbers without it. So, is it going to be good that E three isn't really happening, or is it going to be bad? That's kind of what we're going to get into with this conversation. There's a lot of pushback on either side if this is going to be a good thing that E3 isn't really happening and it kind of is like a death knell for it, like it's really going to go extinct after this. Or it's going to be, you know what, E3 is a staple, keep having it around. We really struggled without it. So there's a lot of things behind that that we're going to talk to or talk about today. It's dead. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's not going to be around. See you guys next week. (laughs) Before we get into that, we appreciate you guys listening. You know, it, everybody's dealing with a lot of stuff right now. We hope everybody's staying safe. And we appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. I mean, we still have people listening every week. So we that's pretty awesome. I did not expect that. Thanks, Mom. Yep. 
Thank you, mom and dad. We have at least three. <laughs> and I listen, so that's at least four. Yeah, that Amar, doesn't Amar doesn't listen. No, I hate the sound <laughs> of my own voice. But we appreciate you guys listening as always. Follow the Twitter. We'd all really appreciate that. At BCG Podcast on Twitter. At BCG Podcast, in case you don't know how to spell. It's just B as in boy, C as in cat, G as in George. P as in podcast. Penis. That or that. Yeah. Follow the Twitter. Or follow the Instagram if you like pictures. We basically post the thumbnails and then various other pictures that are happening. But we follow the Twitter most you know, most importantly. But the Instagram is at Board Certified Gaming Podcast. It's a long title. We're probably the only one. If you look that up, you'll find it. So and we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash BCG podcast. If you want to support us, go Give ahead. Us your money. That'd be awesome. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Everything you else can't is, go anywhere and spend it. Everything else is closed. What are you gonna do? Have a savings account? Who needs that? Fucking losers. All right, so we're gonna get into it. Let's get into it. E3. Yeah. It's a giant thing. Eh. It's 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 become this thing that I enjoy it because it's kind of like the Super Bowl. You know when it's happening. There are literally hundreds of thousands to millions of people watching it along with you that are tuning in. Sure. So like whenever I watch the Super Bowl every year, it's I know at this point in time, everyone there stops are, what they're doing. Everyone is paying attention to what's going on. And these big conferences and these big presentations by these publishers like Microsoft, Bethesda, Nintendo, not anymore, Sony, not anymore. They are important enough where everyone is stopping what they're doing or at least trying to watch it while they are doing something. I know I've been keeping up. I've been trying to watch all the live streams every year because it's really expensive to go and I am not made of money. Yeah, we don't have money. Yeah, which you can help us with our Patreon. Send us to E3 it, if it comes back. If it comes back. So I it, mean, it will. It's it's going to come back. It's, it's yeah, just it's a matter a big, of how yeah. big it's going to be. I mean, the issue really is the fact that like the last few years, Nintendo and Sony have dropped out just because yeah. it's easier to just... Sony used to do like big, big presentations and... Now, like out of the big three, it's really only Xbox that shows up. Yep. And even then, it's like uh, they kind of have their own. I mean, with just they have their own They've way of announcing it, yeah. things. You know, Nintendo just does a direct. So yep. Nintendo is literally just here's a 30 minute direct video that we fucking, recorded about what's going on. Yeah. And they do these every few months. So it's like, yeah. do they really need E3 around they to don't. release this? They just did one, what, like a few weeks ago? A few weeks ago. Yeah. Announced like the new Animal Crossing stuff and. Like yeah. they announced like they Borderlands do it, yeah. 3 and Every Bioshock coming to the Switch. So so I put this uh, joke in the script, but of I want to mention it. What did you don't do it? Like a fancy prostitute, uh, major companies have been pulling out of E3 uh, and not going back because of high expenses. We'll get into that later. We're going to have a conversation about that. Yeah. So it's this giant, if you don't know what it is, you might not have a chance to go this year for sure, but who knows in the future. It's been a cool experience I've heard for people that do go. And for us at home, it's kind of like this giant culty thing that everybody's tuning in. Everybody wants to know what they're saying. Everybody is on the edge of their seat wanting to know what new thing is coming out. And they would always release information about new games that are coming out. New things are like, hey, here's when you can play it. Here's when this highly anticipated game is coming out. Here's this game you had no idea that was coming out. But yep, we were making it for the last three years. But it's been canceled this year, and they are doing that. Doing, in lieu of the giant, there's thousands of people coming to this thing and sitting in these amphitheaters, listening and playing all these demos. They're just going to have live stream presentations or just pre-recorded videos. That's just how that happens. 
I mean, in our opinion, I know personally, I don't know how Amar feels about it because I'm not in his brain. I enjoyed E3. I think it's a good idea for kind of like how the State of the Union address or however these expos or conventions work. It's just a yearly thing to say, here's a giant dump of stuff that is happening that we can't just spend all this time and money letting you know every time it happens. It's just we saved everything for this moment to let you all know. And especially me, I think it's awesome because every gamer, at least that I know, a lot of video game enthusiasts or people in the industry are all sitting, okay, I'm going to watch E3 and I'm going to analyze it and I'm going to say, oh my God, this game that I really wanted to play, I'm hoping that they say something about it or I'm hoping I hear some details. Give me the news. Give me the stuff. So I've been enjoying it. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, I like E3. I've never had anything against it. It's just, I don't know. Like kind of lost its luster. After what, what is it there for really anymore besides, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Comic-Con is not just in one place. Don't they have like, they have New York Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. They have, Comic Con's in like Europe and right. Yeah. So like, but they're all like the same, you know. They're kind of all deal, yeah. So, I, if E three really wants to save itself at that point, it needs to go more. I mean, nobody goes to E three anymore for groundbreaking news. You yeah. know, nobody even bothers to fucking like. The last console reveal was even a little bit lackluster in yeah. terms of the the spectacle E three should be at this point. Like, if E three wants to, I've always liked E three. It's always been something I've to look forward to. Yeah, but it, like. I can just log on to Twitter and you Xbox. Don't see, you're starting to not see its use or it's. Relevance. I see its use if they start doing what Comic Con does, where it's more like, hey, what if we just do multiple conventions throughout the year, all these different cities, all these different countries for people to get together? Because that's that's the big draw for E3 yeah. is if you live around there, you probably like going because you get to try out demos of games. Yeah. You get to speak directly with the people that have a hand in making that are by behind the computers animating. Yeah. A lot of times too, E3 I'm sure has done, you know, the same with comic-con where you have like the people that played comic book characters, you have voice actors. Yeah. You get to have panels with these people. Yeah. But like you're going to be Xbox use the game awards to announce the new Xbox. Yeah. Sony. How many people are watching the game awards? Plenty. Probably a lot, a lot more than E3. I can tell you that. How many people are going to the game awards? I guess is whoever's got tickets, but like game awards makes sense. It's a, fucking award show you know it's a time where people are watching and they can right. release something and might but get a response that's that's when that's where we've been seeing a lot of major announcements recently has been either through like a random nintendo direct a random playstation showcase or phil spencer just fucking popping up out of thin air hey i'm like, here at this show i got this fridge looking thing and yeah. it's gonna be powerful you know what i mean like yeah it, it, do i like e3 yes do i think it's gonna die yes can it save itself? Yes. Yes. But it needs are. to turn into a format where it's like, hey, we're going to be in Chicago. We're going to be in Boston. We're going to be wherever yes. in all these random places. Come check out these games. Come hang out. Like it needs to turn more into like a place for enthusiasts to go. It needs to be more accessible. It's 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 not going to be the place where you get latest and breaking news, especially yeah. now that like print publications are dying. Everything's online. It's super easy for me to log on to GameSpot, Kotaku, Polygon, Twitter. I can get the news, excuse me, right then and there. Up to the minute. I don't need to wait for a fucking three-day spectacle that I can't even attend. Because that's what they hold it out for, too. They're like, we're not saying anything until E3. But, I mean, you see now, now, like, obviously, you know, naturally, everything is being canceled because of COVID-19, but... Sony's going to be doing its own thing that it has been for years. Nintendo's going to have a direct. Xbox is now going that way. I mean, yep. 
even if E3 comes back next year, like, do we really think Xbox is going to stick around? You know, they're trying to be the front runners in this next console generation. Yeah. They might be too big for E3. Which is... Because that's kind of how Sony and Nintendo feel. Which is why this conversation is a thing. Are we going to miss it? Are we going to say, you know what, it's just not the same? Or are the numbers going to change? Is it really going to make a difference if it exists or not? Which is kind of what this conversation is. Oh, we'll is. miss it. We'll miss it for sure. But... I mean, we're not going to miss it to the point where it's going to be one of those, like, I'm not going to cry over it. No, I mean, we're so, also grown men. Well, well I mean, we, I'm not going to scoff at a good cry, but I'm just saying. You need, I'm not gonna you cry need it every once in a while. Yeah. So there are some good things about it, though, that I, I enjoy about E3 especially. And most of it is the new release information because they save stuff. They hang on to it and they're like, we're going to release it every June and let people know. What's going on? Here's this new thing that nobody knew about, and we're going to talk about it now. Just because it's a big spectacle, they can go nuts and have Keanu Reeves on stage talking about it. Yeah, but he showed up at the Game Awards, not E3. I thought that was E3. No, that was was it? I thought no, it was, that was the Game Awards. No, I thought that was E3. Was that E3? Cyberpunk. I think it was. I'm just saying they have. I think they have people come. Reeves. They have celebrities come. They have your idea was yeah. E3. They have people in the industry coming out and telling, "Hey, here's this they new can thing." Do that for the game awards. they can and they can do it digitally in a pre-recorded video too. But I'm just saying they get the effect of they have thousands of people in the audience all cheering because they hear this like you do with wrestling when you heard Edge was coming back. Oh yeah, WrestleMania tonight, and you heard his intro music. Yeah, you were off of your seat, like, oh my god, I know who this is. I know what's going to happen. And I am completely jazzed at what's going on. People do that at E3 as well. When they hear certain game music or see an image or see a character or see a scene, they're like, oh my God, this is awesome. I'm glad I was not the first one to hear it, but they enjoy it. So they can kind of put on a show. They enjoy doing that and making sure everybody is going ballistic over what's happening. The second one is there's demos. So this is more for people who go, but there's like stuff to yeah, do. It does nothing there. for me. It does nothing for us. But in the grand scheme of things, people going at least have something more than just you heard a press conference. Because that's even, all they are, are basically reading press releases with a microphone in front of a crowd and a screen in the back. But even then, like those demos too, like they can just choose to release them on yes. the PlayStation You Xbox can actually just have stores. a demo available for everybody. Yeah. But they probably get some kind of inside look, inside scoop, but hey, no one's going to get to play this yet. We have a limited demo in this booth, you got to wait in line, all that other stuff. But that's, I think, is a positive that they give some kind of inside look at games that people want to play. And they're like, you guys have been pining to play this. We have limited consoles in the back that we can have you guys play it on. So that's kind of a cool thing for people. There's also networking that people can do. I know a lot of attorneys that work in the video game industry. It's not the best time to do it because they do it at GDC, which is more of an industry news, industry networking event which is kind of the same deal, just less news, less video game stuff, it, like video games to play. It's more of an industry-based thing. So it's like you're hearing about updates in the industry, all, video game industry, all that other stuff. But they still you can use E3 as like, a, hey, I'm in town for E3. Let's hang out. Let's you know meet each other. Let's figure out, hey, maybe we can snag this guy to work at our studio and on work on our new game because he's at E3 and we want to see what they're doing. It's also, a, we can see what the competition is doing. We can kind of network and kind of get a feeling for everything about but what's going but on. I mean, do we need E3 as the middleman? Not really. 
they can do that, but it's just a convenient thing. We're all in LA for you know the same reason. And the last one for why it's good is I think some games get a shot to shine, a shot to shine, and E3 is kind of their one chance to do that. Like the indie developers? Yeah, it's ah. to it's to get in the public eye because you know a lot of people are watching this thing. A lot of people are there in that convention center. You can get them to try your game, get a lot of word of mouth going, get a lot of hey, who was that? That looked pretty awesome. But also to play devil's advocate, Nintendo has the Nindie Direct. Where they do. It's just there are other. Games. There are. I'm saying there are other. Xbox options. does their um, indie developers at Xbox. Like there are other avenues, but I'm saying if you can get some people to play your game or get a press conference at E3, I mean, you're going to look pretty great. People are going to know who you are because like, oh, that game was at E3. They did a whole entire press conference about it. I'm just saying. But I think more of the reasons why it's not great are going to be highlighted. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of the things that we're going to see without it existing. Like, we're going to pay attention to, okay, this doesn't exist for this time. We're going to see what life is like without it. Right. So... They've been living off of new releases for a long time. Like, that's their main thing. Is that's that all they got. We have information that we are going to reveal publicly at a grand scale, whether it be the people in the room that are listening or the people that are watching live streams. They're going to like, hey, we got this stuff that we were holding on to so we can let you guys know about it. That's kind of been the thing they hung their hat on for the longest time. But that's kind of going away because information is passed so easily. And it's just all widespread. Internet is, you like you said, Twitter. You can go to these websites who have some guy on the inside or have some friend. Can at access a lot of porn. You can do that. Like they have a lot of, there's not a lot of information that can really be kept secret unless you make an, it's an outstanding effort to keep it a secret. It's going to be leaked out. It's somebody's going to know, somebody's going to get paid by one of these article writers to like, hey, I got a scoop about a game coming out. Because you, you see that all the time. You're like, is this game going to be at E3? I heard it is. Is this thing going to happen? I heard it is. So it's like, hey, and then it happened. It's like, yeah, because I knew. I talked to the guy that was in charge of this whole thing. So it's information is just getting, it's on Twitter. Literally the minute something gets announced or even before, kind of like they tip picks in the NFL or NBA draft. There's like Twitter accounts that are already like, yep, this is happening. Like two minutes before it goes on the live stream, just because that's people have information. So it's not really like they're going to be the only person where you can get your information, like Amar was saying before. It's just that's how it happens. But everybody just wants to be the first to say it. So And just E3 is not the quickest draw anymore. That's just part of life. Yeah, it is what it is. Another thing is that E3 always kind of overhyped games, in my opinion. You think so? They would give these giant presentations and drive, oh, you guys... We Oh, do we have one more game? Oh, we got one more game. It's this thing everybody was expecting. Or this thing nobody expected. And then it's like, oh my God, they brought it out. And then in three years when it comes out, it's not great. And it's like, then why did we have a whole entire presentation about how this is going to be the next big thing and everybody was getting jazzed and it turned out to be terrible. Like there was, I remember No Man's Sky being on E3. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be oh, electric. Yeah, game sucked. And it wasn't great. There's all these games that get super hyped because there's a giant presentation and a giant screen behind these guys who are telling everything about this game and how cool it is. And then it's just like, okay, it's a whole hum game. Who cares? So it's just losing its luster in that it's overhyping games and it's just making these new releases not really, you know, 
we knew about it. Okay, cool. You just gave me like a little snippet of it. I was going to find out the trailer in like a minute on Twitter anyway. Right. Like it just happens that way. And also with that, these big games lose a lot of their expectations and luster. Well, especially if they get delayed too. Yeah, because it's like... like what is, it wasn't like The Last of Us was just delayed? It was just delayed. So it's like everybody that was pining for that, it's gone now. So it's like nobody's really going to care until it picks back up again. It's By like, then E3 is already dead. So. And then people are going to be like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then if these big games are like, here's some thing that's happening in four years. And I'm like, all right, so what do you want me to do now? What can I do with this information now? I'll be jazzed about it, sure. But like it's coming up four years from now. What the hell am I going to do with that? And if especially, which we've probably had a couple of these. If it's a down year for games, E3 is going to be very boring. It's going to have nothing that really matters. So we're going to be like, all right, I tuned in and learned nothing, cared about nothing. Why like did I, I said, waste? Turn turn it into a convention where they just travel the country and let yeah. everybody join. Yeah. Other than that, put a bullet between its eyes. If it was the demos, I mean, that would be interesting. It's been getting kind of repetitive too, where it's like, okay, oh, new game coming out. All right, sequel that I knew was going to happen because the last one did well. Okay, they're not really going to give any information about this game because they didn't give any information about this last one. Like the new Elder Scrolls game, they're going to talk about it every E3 until the year it comes out. And they're like, oh, yep, it's going to be available. It's like, all right, so you just did these random cock teases for five years. Nice. Like, who cares? Cock teases. Nice. So, and also, the bad thing about E3 is it, it's expensive for everybody involved. That's the yeah, that's the it's big not cheap. Thing. That's the big thing. Tickets are super expensive to go. If you want like a whole entire pass to go to the whole thing, that's running you a couple G's. Yeah, what did you find? It was like for the whole thing. Well, that's for running a running like, a booth is different than just going as a consumer. Um, Tickets are like a couple thousand dollars if you want the whole entire experience, plus a t- plane ticket to go to LA, plus housing and you know hotels, plus food, all that other stuff. It runs you up a lot just to have the access to play. That stimulus a, check is about to come in time. Then I mean, yeah, you could use that on each. I still go to the convention floor. I just can't go in. Oh yeah, nobody will let you. <laughs> They'll let Amar in. Just like, oh, Amar, you're here. Good. It's E3. Money. Let's hang. So it's just super expensive. And I think that's why these companies have been pulling out for a while. Like a fancy prostitute? Just like having kids is, ex- is expensive. Having a E3 pre- presentation it's is like expensive. It's like having like 100 kids all at once. You got to pull out. You know, you God just, just got to pull out. Save some money. Because they've realized they're adding up the numbers, which is kind of the main point of this, is that all these companies are seeing, you know what? We've been, Nintendo, Sony have been pulling out. Maybe Microsoft will look and say, you know what? Our numbers, they didn't change no. with E3 not existing or people not coming to play our games. People are still buying them. Do we really need E3 as like extra marketing? Do we? not? Or as releasing new information? Do we? Not really. No, take so they back. might see that. And all these costs, which a lot of people have, a lot of game studios have different experiences with what the cost is. A lot of them can afford different things as well. If you have Microsoft money, you're good. They'll just like, yeah, get whatever booth size you want. Who gives a shit? Here's a million dollars. Figure it out. But there's a lot of hidden expenses that you need. Like, oh, you have to pay for the people to make sure that your your booth is set up. You have to pay for the furniture that has the booth. You need to pay for the TVs. You need to pay for the consoles if you don't have them already because they're not going to be provided for you. You need to pay for the space. You need to pay for your own kind of electricity per day. You need to, if you, There was an article about how the game Cluster Truck they wanted to have a truck on the actual booth like lot 
they're like, all right, we're going to have a truck that says cluster truck on it. People are going to think it's rad and we're going to have the video game set up so people can play it. But the requirement was you can't have a truck with a full tank of gas on inside this area. It has to be a quarter of a tank full or something like that. And they're like, all right, well, our truck is three quarters of a tank full and we're here. It's like, all right, well, then you better drive around or siphon some gas out of it because we're not going to let that truck in this place. So they had to drive around Los Angeles for like a couple hours wasting gas in order to be able to put that truck in. It's like there's a lot of requirements, a lot of hidden costs, a lot of things that start to add up. And if you're an indie studio who can't afford it, who can only afford like a you know, 500 square foot area, you better make sure it's all prepared, all afforded, and it doesn't screw up your budget. Because if you can't afford it, nobody's going to see your game. Right. And you're not going to, you know, you're going to waste a bunch of money going to LA and paying for all that stuff. Because you need to fly everybody. You need to drive everybody. You need to house everybody. All this other thing just to have, hey, come play our game. Right. So it's a lot of pain in the ass to do. So that's why a lot of people, and a lot of games are pulling out. A lot of people stopped going because they're like, I can get this experience at home like us. We didn't even bother. It'd be something that's cool to do, but it's like, I'm not going to try to fork out thousands of dollars just to go maybe have the shot at waiting up line for a demo for like two hours. Why bother? So we think it's going to be a great idea to not have it just to see what these companies do with it. Because if they're like, yeah, turns out our num people were buying our, like Animal Crossing. There's been limited things about Animal Crossing from E3 on. They just did Nintendo Directs. Right. And people bought that game like crazy just because it's a fun game that people knew about anyway and had enough sense to learn about without even them like, hey, here's this giant two-hour presentation about Animal Crossing. Right. They just did like 10 minutes in a video, which is what I, I think we see everybody going towards just because it's, hey, this is cheaper to do, easier to do, and it just works out that way. People still buy the games anyway. So while we are kind of be sad that E3 is gone, maybe. We don't know. They still might have it just because it probably is a good pull for everybody. Gets a lot of people still wanting. They could brand a bunch of things with E3 and have a lot of guest speakers and stuff and increase its popularity. It's just we don't think it's going to be good. I mean, it, the way they can do it all over the internet is they can take a more modern approach. It could be more accessible to people. There's not a lot of lights and sounds, so they can get more facts in. It might be more effective. Like, we don't know. They don't have to prepare a lot of stuff. They can just, this video was made six months ago just release it like that's it's easier than having to hug haul a bunch of stuff to a, a convention floor and show it all and pay all these people and pay all these expenses well cost is kind of a cop-out and saying everything's expensive but stuff costs money anyway you got to spend money to make money they might see with this coronavirus thing stopping everything that money it, you kind of save money by not doing it and e3 if they don't have if microsoft pulls out i don't think they have e3 anymore no, because who do they have? I mean, Bethesda is kind of a big get, but I mean, at that point, it just turns into a just a showcase for indies. Yeah, it just becomes an indie that. showcase, which those exist already. Like, and then you're not going to have the draw. Then nobody's going to come. You're not going to pay off what you're doing because you have E3 has to rent out that convention center, which costs a ton of money because there's so many other people that want to rent it out. So it's like, hey, we want this for however long you think E3 is like a week, something like that. So it's like, hey, we're not recouping all these costs. We're not going to have E3 anymore. Microsoft pulled out. Sony's gone. Nintendo's gone. The big three is gone. Like, what do you have? You have an indie showcase, like you said. It's just not going to be good. So we hope 
everything's okay with E3. We don't know if it's gone. Not really going to miss it a ton in terms of substance. We're going to miss it for probably nostalgia's sake. Like it's just a thing we look at, look for every year. But we're gonna. It's going to make complete sense why it's not here anymore. Just because it's like, well, yeah, nobody's there. Nobody's going. Nobody's making any money. They're doing all this stuff on Twitch or other live streaming platforms. And everybody's just going to go with the times. Just like the newspapers are gone or going. That's just how it works. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's a little short this week just because the coronavirus is shortening everything. Thanks. We appreciate it. All right. Go away, COVID. COVID, you suck. You're the worst. But we appreciate you all for listening. If you're a fan of E3, I'm sorry. We don't think it's going to last very long. If you're not a fan of E3 and you've probably been calling for its extinction a while ago, then yeah, we probably agree with you. So we will see you guys next week. We love you all, except for some of you. Some of you I don't like. And that's just me. You know who you are. So we will see you guys next week with another episode. We appreciate you guys listening. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. I mean, you're not going anywhere. Listen to our podcast virtually with your friends on Zoom or GoToMeeting or whatever you use. Microsoft Teams is one, I guess, too. I don't know. Just just listen to it. We know you're not going anywhere. We see you. You're in your pajamas for the seventh day in a row. You haven't showered. Your hair looks like a mess. Why are you attacking me? Because I can see you. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm not any better, but I've been listening to podcasts, and I listen to this one. So, April distance brings May existence. There you go. Stay indoors. Stay indoors. Stay healthy. Don't be stupid. Thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs>